You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com We're Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn, cross country, and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host Jessica and tonight Kyle and I are here to discuss the Bob Pollock Invitational that took place this past weekend, January 24th and 25th. Good old Bob Pollock. We see him every single year, it feels like. Every year. And every year I'm shocked that it's already time for the Bob Pollock invite again. Just one of those like good mile markers in your year. You know, when football season ends, there's basketball. When basketball's in the middle of it, here comes good old Bob Pollock ready to run again. Yeah. I don't need, who is, I want to know this. Who is Bob? Who is, or Pollock, the Pollock family? I want to know who these people are. Well, obviously they were big people at Clemson. This is true. I bet we could Google them, but we're not gonna. You know, that would probably be the smart thing for people who invest in their podcast to do, but we're not hey, going to. No, it would have been smart if you had told me ahead of time before making my notes that you wanted to know. I'm just, I'm not saying that you should. I'm saying that for myself, that, you know, as the editor of a podcast network, I should have been more prepared for this thing. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> so before we get into all the results, I do have a few highlights that I just kind of want to throw out there. Okay. So the women, I just want to mention Maddie Malone, name we're very familiar with. Um, she placed first in the women's weight throw. That is amazing. You know, you know, I do love my throws. I know you do. I do love me some Maddie Malones. And when I Maddie Malones coincide with gold medals, that makes me very that's happy. That's a great day. That's a, that's a real good day. Yeah. So her toss was 21.46 meters. So she had a fantastic day yesterday. That's a great sign that, you know, we've seen her, I think, get up to about second in some of the competitions beforehand. So to see her finally win one, if I feel like I'm, I'm leaving a win off for her somewhere but just i'm pretty sure she's won before but not in 2020 well yeah that's what i'm saying i I know she did last year because she was all the talk of of indoor last season yeah and then some other people kind of took over an outdoor season so to see her kind of getting back to form again is very good so for the men we actually had three top look at my men so we had christopher grant he placed first in the men's 60 meter finals with a time of 6.66 seconds then we had Tommy McDonough. Can we, can we just address that number? No, we, I don't think we're going to. I don't think we should address that number. You think we should? We're just going to leave it and say we are so proud of Christopher. And that uh, unfortunate time right there. I'm sorry. I couldn't let it go. Next time he'll get 6.65. There we go. Okay. Then Tommy McDonough placed first in the 1600 meter with a time of four minutes and 11 seconds. And James Corson placed second in the pole vault with a vault of 5.1 meters. Can we just take a moment and relish in the fact that the men have finally dominated a meet in, not, not I won't say the first time, but for the first time in a while that I can yeah. remember, we are seeing the men take the lead on leading. I know they're both separate squads competing against two different sets of athletes. No, I understand I, I just, what you mean, though. But they're a whole team. And last year, it felt like it was the women's show. Right. And now we've got some men that are really stepping up. And it's so nice to see, like, Christopher Grant 
who is new to us, mm-hmm. you know, coming out dominating. And look and look at the spread of and diversity of the different events that we're exactly. dominating. You got speed, yep. you got distance, distance, and you got a field event. Yep. Now, I, I believe maybe it was Auburn Elvis, and maybe I'm misquoting who who wrote on social media to this and, and agreed with me. No. That, yes. That it is a running event. No, it's not. <laughs> Y'all are dumb. The pole it vault. It is not a running event because you don't run around a circle on a track. If you see people with a pole vault running at you, you better run because you're going to die. So can you pole vault without running? No, but can you run without pole vaulting? Yes. I think you just proved my point. I no, think. <laughs> I'm right. You No, if this is not around a track. Okay, because that negates everything because you run to high jump. You run to long jump. You run to hurdle, but none of those are running events. Those are field events. Here, in reality. You also run in football. In reality, I know you're right, but I just know that it kind of gets you riled up. And it was, it was fun to hear someone actually agree with you're me You're stupid. That. Nobody <laughs> likes you, and you're not invited to our podcast anymore. Well, me? Does that include me? Yes. Okay, fine. I'll just step out and like, you'll do this by yourself. Goodbye. <laughs> and Auburn Elvis, that was mean. I, and it may not even been Auburn Elvis. It was somebody, though, that agreed with me. So, well, whoever you were. Whoever agreed with Kyle, that was wrong. Well, you know, welcome to the club. That's just my life. <laughs> so, okay, you want to talk about all the events now? Are yeah, we ready? let's do it. Why don't you kick us off? All right, we'll start in some of our uh, speed events here. We'll start with the women's 60 meter. Two competitors to talk about. Hope Igbenogany with a run of 7.87. That finishes 17th out of 24 competitors. And then Tyra Massey, 8.08. And she finishes 24th out of the 24 competitors. For the women's 200-meter, three competitors, Destiny Charles with a time of 24.23, sixth out of 37 competitors. And this is the first time she's competed in it this is, event. yeah. And that's a really cool thing to see her on her first. Uh, and I think it brings up a topic we'll touch on a little bit here, but um, it's really cool to see her in her first event doing so well. Myra mm-hmm. Mack, 24.56 sec- uh, seconds, uh, 12th out of 37 competitors. And then Sarah Little, 25.41 uh, 22nd out of 37 competitors. So what I want to ask you, Jessica, is you and I discuss this a little bit off the air here, but now that we're live, we'll talk about it too. Do you think, you, you think this was a smaller meet? I do. I think the competition was not what I anticipated. Right. Normally Bob Pollock has a lot of, um, a lot of athletes from all over. And, you know, just by, based on the size of each of the heats, based on the size of each of the, um, the events, it was just a little smaller than I remembered it last year. And I think let's, we're just going to be a little honest here. We haven't seen Auburn do dominate a lot in some of these events like we have previously. Now, it could just be they're kind of rising to their potential here. But I think the thing you and I are trying to kind of rationalize in our head is kind of after following this program this year and in previous years, is this the case of Auburn rising to their potential or is it because there was less competition that we're seeing? So and I, I, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, we know. My opinion, being the more realistic, negative Nancy of the podcast, <laughs> right? Um, I think there was a little less competition. Looking at the meet results and everything, it looked like there were a lot of high school athletes at this event. Because that can happen, right? So, yeah. Now, they don't compete with the college athletes. Okay. But my assumption is that they are focusing more on the high school athletes, maybe, rather than the collegiate athletes. Well, I do remember Coach Spride talking about on the Auburn Tigers um, podcast for this when they sat down with him on their weekly show that uh, the Clemson Invitational will be the bigger meet. You know, So this is kind of, since they have a great facility, I think this is just kind of their getting ready 
for the big meet. Exactly. If that makes sense. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. So moving on, we had one competitor in the women's 300 meter. So we actually got to see Patrice Moody, who we haven't talked about yet this season. It's another new name. Yeah. So I'm happy to see a new face and a new name. So she ran the 300 in 40.93 seconds, which gave her a sixth place finish. But there were only seven athletes competing in this. So this was kind of what clued me into this being a smaller meet. Right. Like, why are there only seven athletes competing in the 300? Is it because it's a stupid event and Jessica's already covered that? Or (laughs) is it just because just nobody wants to run the 300 and they all want to do the 400 or the 200? But... Needless to say, Patrice competed in that, and we had no athletes compete in the 400. No, I think it's something good to pick up on there. I don't think it's because everyone thinks it's stupid like you, because obviously they run it for a reason. Mm, do they? <laughs> well, clearly seven of people run it for some okay, reason. Okay, you're right, you're right. Go seven point. people believe it's worthwhile. Uh, but yeah, I I, I kind of think along the same lines there that this was probably your clue that maybe this is, we lean in the direction of less competition in this area. But that doesn't mean we don't celebrate the wins. Right, absolutely. So moving on to the women's 800 meter, we had Jennifer Dietrich with a time of 2 minutes, 17.9 seconds, and an 11th place finish out of 21. Then we had Brenda Kaigen with a time of 2 minutes, 22.3 seconds, and a 17th place finish. And Sarah Pacer with a time of 2 minutes, 25.1 seconds, and an 18th place finish. So we're glad to see Brenda Kaigen back. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, little anxious, just because this isn't normally her event, first of all. Right. She doesn't normally run the 800, but it, I think we all expected the Brenda Kaigen to come out, right. you know? I think we all expect top five finish from her always, because that's kind of what she delivers. She kind of set the bar too high for herself, I think. <laughs> she did. But again, this isn't her normal event, so I'm not, not really stressing. Right. But at least we get to see her again. And yeah, you know, the absolutely. More, you know, this is, if this is her first time competing in this event this year, it means she probably will likely do it again. See if she can get better or place higher in it throughout the time there. Exactly. For the women's 1600 meter, three competitors, Faith Betts finished 20th out of 43 competitors with a time of 5 minutes, 2.8 seconds. Brenda Kaigen again, 5 minutes, uh, 12 seconds, 32nd out of 43. And then Sarah Pacer, Five minutes, 25.1 seconds, and she finished 39th out of 43. So again, Brenda Kaigen not finishing up in the top group here, but yeah. at least she's getting her feet wet, so to speak. And we have no idea what this day was for her. Right. This may have been just a pace day. Mm-hmm. She may have been there to pace Sarah Pacer, literally. So explain. I feel like I understand what that means, but I know. So, okay, fair. Here. Good point, Jessica. Um, My name's Kyle. Your name is Kyle, but I meant like I should have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> So when I ran track, which we've all discussed was many, many moons ago and only in high school, never collegiate, um, if somebody came out, like we would have star athletes, and if they didn't have the competition that they needed that day and they were going to win no matter what, our coach would say, hang back, don't win, don't go out and do your best, save yourself for the next meet, and come back and run slower and push somebody else. Right. So um, for instance, we had a gentleman on our team that was like, phenomenal one every I love how you ran. say gentlemen like being so proper well he wasn't a man he was 17 years old what do you call him he wasn't a boy because he kept winning all these events dude just call him a dude so this dude <laughs> he would go out and he would win like everything so anyway so he would hang back and pace some of the slower athletes on the team not slow but slower and push them and propel them to do better and so i just kind of wonder if maybe that's what Brenda was doing. Maybe she was treating this as just a training day, not a competition day. Because we all know that Brenda could smoke anybody on any of these distance events. 
And so I just wonder if maybe she's holding back um, intentionally and saving herself for another meet. Yeah, and with uh, us being there, obviously watching it in person, but also knowing what the coaches and her decisions on these things, we won't know yeah. the reason behind this. Yeah. So we can only speculate at this point. So it's good that you rationalized it that for us. People like me who don't really, who look at the numbers and say, well, what's going on here? We know yeah. Brenda Kuykin's been dominant, but why is she not so dominant now? I there's, got you, boo. There's other reasons behind that. Yes, exactly. So let's move on to the women's 3,000 meter, the one that I am always amazed that people actually run on a 200 meter track, um, 15 laps around in case y'all can't do the math. So I think you have to keep count as well as run fast. Um, Hannah Dial, she placed 17th out of 35 athletes with a time of 10 minutes, 11.8 seconds. And then Heather McClure placed 22nd with a time of 10 minutes, 16.7 seconds. Both first times that we've seen them this year in this event. Yep, absolutely. So field events, your favorites. I love them field events. (laughs) So for the women, we had women's high jump and we had Natasha Jordan. She placed fifth out of nine athletes with a time of time, with a jump of 1.7 meters. I'm still back in the track events. And Caroline Lawrence placed sixth with a jump of 1.65 meters. So neither one, neither Natasha nor Caroline jumped their best of the year, mm-hmm. but pretty close to where they've been jumping. Mm-hmm. So I would say I'm kind of looking at Natasha's here. So she obviously jumped higher at the previous meet. Yeah, previous two meets. Previous two meets here. So do you think, I guess, outside looking in perspective, is this she still wants to compete to keep the muscle memory going to keep everything stretched out and work but she don't want to strain anything because she's no, already done better i don't think so okay jumps are so different okay jumps are almost to me being a, a track athlete only not a field event jumps are just kind of based on the day like you just i don't know i always wanted to be a high jumper and i was never allowed to be a high jumper which is probably fair because i would look like bambi if i was trying to jump over something <laughs> thank you for that image in my head um yeah but i'm just saying like one day i'd be able to clear i don't know let's say something really low like five feet and the next day i'd be able to clear four feet so you just you never know fair enough uh we'll move on to some other jumping events here for the women's long jump four competitors natasha jordan 5.61 meters for eighth out of 20 sarah little 5.4 five four meters uh ninth out of 20 Imani Jones, 5.3 meters, 12th out of 20. And then Kiara McCarroll, 5.08 meters for 14th out of 20. So two first-timers in this event. Uh, even Natasha, who is obviously one of our athletes, however you want to say yes. that. Um, Did so very well. Getting her legs stretched in a different way mm-hmm. to prepare, hopefully, for that when we do that in outdoor uh, track and field. Um, and then we'll move on to the triple jump. One competitor, Imani Jones, who we just talked about in the long jump. 11.47 meters, 8 out of 8. So, obviously, not what you really want there, but... Uh, she did it. She did it. And this is going to be that muscle memory over and over and over. Right. So, um, let's move on to the throwing events. We had women's shot put. We had Tori McKinley with a... Ju- oh, my goodness, Jessica. Not a jump. A throw. Get it together, man. <laughs> women's shot put. A throw. Tori threw 15.2 meters for 7th place out of 17. And Mara, who who alt who alt Mara H. Yes, where they throw a fourteen point three six meters and a ninth place finish, and that's actually her best throw this season. If I recall too, you know Tori is one of our other good throwers that yes. we've seen a lot, but she doesn't really kick into high gear based on last season until we get to end. out till we, to the end until we get to outdoor too. Yep. That's where she seems to really take over. So it's like Maddie's, you know, area is indoor. 
and Tori's is outdoor. But as you're about to, to show, everybody dominated. They all finished within the top third in women's weight throw. They did. So let's talk about that. Women, let's do it. Women's weight throw, we already mentioned it, Maddie Malone, first place, bringing home the gold with her throw of 21.46 meters. Jocelyn Bugwood right behind her and fifth with a throw of 16.88 meters. Danielle Gregory, 16.45 meters for sixth overall. And Mara Hualt, as Good we'll, job. we'll try to say it, 15.21 meters for eight out of 24. The Auburn Tigers, I think, dominated this as a group. Ah, uh, yeah. So remember, what is it? The top eight athletes all score points for the team. That's incredible. So, and I didn't actually look at the team scores because they weren't posted yet, but next week we can come back and talk yeah. about final team scores. But we would like. assume that all four competitors scored for Auburn. Yeah. So they are doing so much for their team right there mm-hmm. by competing and, and finishing the way they did in that, in that event. Uh, we'll move on to the men's events now, back around to the uh, speed events for the men, the men's 60-meter dash. Uh, we have three competitors. Christopher Grant finished first, as we've already mentioned, out of eight. In finals. In the finals. Uh, and with a time of, well, that, that number that I don't really want 6. to mention. 6.66, which is his <clears throat> best this season. Yes. Very good. Unfortunate number, but we'll, uh, we'll hopefully he'll change that best number next week. Brandon Smiley uh, was right behind him with 6.87, 8 out of 18 in the was the eight in body? the prelims. The prelims. And then in finals, he ran a 6.93 and got gotcha. eight out of eight. Now I'm understanding that note. No, yeah, no, so no. I just wanted to differentiate because Brandon actually ran better in prelims than he did in finals. He ran uh, by .06 gotcha. better. And then lastly, Jason Reese, 6.88 for 10th out of 18 in those prelims is what I'm Correct. Uh, supposed yeah, to Yeah, so um, I don't know that we've talked about it this season. The top eight individuals qualify for finals in the, the sprinting right. events. So he just barely missed it to qualify for So finals. basically, if you make it to finals, in, in some events, you score points for your team. No exactly. Matter what. Exactly. So pre- if there's a finals event, um, you're not going to score in prelim. You know, you just learn something every day on this show. Even I'm me. I'm so glad I can help you. So moving on to the men's 1600 meter, we had Tommy McDonough place first out of 32, like we said, a time of four minutes, 11.6 seconds. And Jack Rogers placed 24th with a time of 4 minutes and 20 seconds. Very happy to see Tommy McDonough get himself a gold this year. A familiar name from cross country and all of our distance events from previous seasons. So it's nice to see the men stepping up in a, whether it's less competition or fewer competitors in general, I don't care. We're happy. I'm I'm just very happy to see the men doing very well. Yep. So then we had for the men's 3,000 meter, again, people, 15 laps. Y'all are nuts. Proud of you. Andy Smith, he placed 12th out of 22 athletes with a time of 8 minutes, 41.2 seconds. Let's move back into field events. We'll start with the men's high jump. We had three competitors here. We had Dontavius Hill leading the way with a 2.05 meter high jump, 8 out of 12 competitors. David Edmondson, 1.95 meters for 11th out of 12. And Jonathan Squadrito with one. 1.95 1.95 meters, also 12th out of 12. And so since he finished 11 and 12, does that mean that Jonathan got it in more attempts than, or took more attempts to get that? Is that exactly. How, is that Good that? job. Wow. Look I'm so proud this. of you. What just happened right here? I, I just actually the like learned. The surpassed the teacher. I, no. No. <laughs> no. There will be no surpassing by Kyle Loomis and anyone on any kind of track or field events, whether that's knowledge, skill, abilities, 
There will be no passing by me. Well, either way, good job, babe. Proud of you. So men's pole vault, as we talked about, James Corson got second place. There were 15 competitors. So second place is extremely um, challenging, congratulatory. I don't know. We're proud of you. Sure. Well, okay. Whatever way you want to so use. So he vaulted 10. Nope. He vaulted 5.10 meters. I'm struggling today. <laughs> um, then we had, for men's long jump, we had Merrill Parker with a jump of 7.17 meters and an 11th place out of 19 athletes finish, followed by David Edmondson with a jump of 6.48 meters and a 16th place finish. Moving on to the triple jump, the one that always confuses me. Yeah. Why would you triple jump something? It's yeah. challenging. I've seen it done, and I just— It's amazing, I isn't just, it? It's not—amazing's not the word I would use. It's, it looks like— It's confounding. It's, it's kind of like um, antelopes. Sure. That's—you know, that's not a bad way of describing what's in my head when I'm thinking about it right yeah. now. But, hey, you know, I can't do it, so Amen, keep it either. up. Khalil Hassan was our lone representative in this event uh, with his triple jump of 14.73 meters for fifth out of eight. And then for the shot put, moving into some throwing events, Evan Blair was our lone competitor, 14.99 meters uh, with a 12th out of 17 place. And then our final event for the entire meet, the men's weight throw, two competitors, Eric Ebel, with a throw of 19.25 meters for second out of eight. And then Kyle Brown, 18.91 meters, third out of eight, 17.62 meters. Now, now hold on, Jessica. I got, I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, yeah. In our highlights of the men, you did, you mentioned nothing of Eric Ebel or Kyle Brown. I mean, he even shares my name. How, when, when a Kyle places, that is a thing to celebrate You're on right. a podcast. I sincerely apologize to Eric and Kyle because that should have been in the highlights. So let's highlight it now. They did great. Good job getting second and third place. So let's let's count them up now. So that's two golds, two silvers, and, and a, a bronze, bronze all by the men in this meet. And then let's let's go back and give some of the women some credit too. Maybe they didn't dominate across several events, but but they completely controlled one event. Yep. So again, we we had the conversation of is this less competition? Or what doesn't matter. Let's right. just celebrate the wins Absolutely. and bring them on home. Absolutely. They're talking about celebrating the wins. I feel like next week when we go to Arkansas is going to be a big win for us because we've all we all know Arkansas. They're a track and field school. I was about to say. I don't are understand. You expecting a lot of wins from there. So here's why. Okay. Because the competition is stiffer, and Auburn always performs to the level of their competition. Fair enough. Whether it's football, soccer, track and field. Auburn needs high competition. So I'm really excited that next week we go to the Razorback Invitational. So that'll be January 31st and February 1st. Um, and personally, I'm going to go ahead and throw out my pick of who I'm looking forward to seeing because mm-hmm. you're going to try to steal it. Uh, no, don't. So last week you stole my James Corson. This time I'm excited about Maddie. Maddie's coming off a high. Maddie Malone with that win in the weight toss or weight throw, excuse me. And I just think that she is going to dominate next week. I fully expect a top five finish from her. You know, I'll go something different. I'll go with one of the distance runs. I'd like to see Do- Tommy McDonough. Yeah, uh, not. I don't, I'm not saying he even has to win no, his event, but, but I I, I'd like 10. to see him. I'd like to see him personally. I'd like to push him a little bit further. I'd like to see him finish top five in his Love event it. at at Fayetteville, and I think it'd give us a good gauge of where he's at. Yep. If this was just, you know, like we talked about, less competition, but if he can do it on a bigger stage at a track and field school, exactly, then what what is traditionally known as a track and field school, not to take anything away from Auburn, but he can do it duplicate it there big stuff i agree so kyle if they want to talk to you 
and you know talk about how Jessica's wrong about pole vaulting and crap. Where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. If y'all actually want to talk about track and field and people who know stuff um, and know that pole vaulting is a field event, not a track event, please contact me on Twitter at JessicaLoomisRN. So that's all we've got for this week's edition of Tiger Tracks. Thank y'all for joining us and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?